Greater than you hail. Hail. Rock and roll greater than deliver me from the days of old greater than long live, rock and roll greater than the beat of the drum is loud and bold greater than rock, rock, rock and roll greater than the feeling is their body and soul. Greater than greater than school days by Chuck Berry. I have found myself recently taking a deep dive back into the film musical performances of the late 1950s and early 1960s and marveling at just what an amazing explosion of raw musical talent drove rock and roll in its earliest years. Moreover, the sheer energy with which these young men and women performed is an almost textbook example of the type of innocent exuberance we associate with those years, after we put on our rose-colored glasses. Of course we know those years were no more innocent than any other time in our history. Problems still existed behind those bright eyes and bouncy melodies. However, even knowing what we know today, listening to the opening riffs of Johnny Be Good or Surf in USA will bring a smile to our faces, and we can still hear the joy those artists felt as they reached inside themselves to find new ways to reach us. How very long ago that all seems. Today we are perhaps a shade too jaded for our own good. Too self-aware. Too ironic. Too prematurely weary of life. More than once I've realized just how impossible it is to suggest that someone's motives might be pure without being judged to be hopelessly naive. Part of this problem is basic, many people in our society are damaged, and we have no one to blame but ourselves. Our cultural encouragement for addictions, take your pick, subvertic self-indulgence, and a lack of personal responsibility has destroyed more lives than the Black Plague. This has now dragged generation upon generation through horrific family dysfunction and breakdown, which has produced generations of teenagers whose default settings run the gamut from hot rage to cold disappointment. We sadly seem to now excel at producing prematurely burnout young men and women, which is not a prescription for a healthy and happy nation. This all hit home for me some years ago when I was teaching Romeo and Juliet to a group of ninth graders. Aside from the obvious difficulty with working through history and language with which they were not at all familiar, another problem presented itself when we reached the scene with Juliet on the balcony and the love-struck Romeo in the garden below. The reactions of my students, particularly the girls, to Romeo's words of love and utter worship were both stark and harsh, beware. I was, I will admit, a bit taken aback at first by the bitter worldliness and smug assurance of some of their comments. Oh, he's just trying to get in her pants. She's an idiot if she believes that. He's got some moves. All guys say stuff like that when they're wanting some. Just how stupid is this girl? The beauty of the bard's words of love were lost on these high school students, and I attempted to understand just why I was hearing these responses. I will always remember the chilling reality check that class period provided. Many of the children in that classroom, and they were all children despite their all-too-mature understandings of human weakness and failure, were the products of home lives that, to be charitable, just plain sucked. Most had parents who were divorced or who had never married. Many had fathers who were largely absent. Some had mothers who were MIA others had bounced through foster care. A few had direct experiences with police officers or social workers entering their homes because of fights and abuse, and arrests had sometimes followed. Home sweet home they were not. It was a litany of horrors until the bell rang, and I had to come back the next day and try to explain that, although it could perhaps be argued that Romeo and Juliet's love was unhealthfully obsessive in the way that young love sometimes tends to be, it would be a mistake to presume that their emotions were anything other than genuine. If my students were willing to suspend some little portion of their stunning disbelief about the possibility of genuine love between two people, the play might be both intriguing and instructive. I am not certain how effective of a Shakespeare salesman I actually was, but we made it through the play. Whether I managed to wear down just a little of the rough callus already covering too many of those young hearts, I cannot really say. 
I shudder to imagine just how disillusioned and defeated so many of those youngsters would be by the time they hit 16. Where were the hopes and dreams that are supposed to be the touchstones of youth? I wonder sometimes whether we have grown so accustomed to the damage inflicted upon our children that we have grown blind to it. We no longer notice the dreary and depressing, or scary and violent music and films that fill their days and minds. We perversely celebrate piercing and tattoos as a form of self-expression and empowerment, which they may be for some, instead of recognizing it as simply the more socially acceptable form of cutting that it likely is for many. Are the cries resonating across our college campuses for safe spaces and trigger warnings actually desperate pleas for our colleges and universities to substitute for the protective parents that were terribly absent in far too many lives? Every period in human history has its problems, these problems simply manifest themselves in a manner unique to their time period. Rock and roll was itself a rebellion against mid-20th century cultural and social norms that many found stifling, and Elvis haunted the nightmares of many parents who were certain their children were going straight to hell in a handbasket. It is certain that every American generation has had its issues and somehow survived them. However, there is a matter of degree that must be considered. I cannot really see the equivalency between teenagers screeching out their excitement at a Beatles concert and the violent element of the juggalos exchanging tips for cooking method and saying clown posse gatherings. Something has clearly changed, and continuing to blame the pharmaceutical industry, added sugar, Donald Trump, or plastic baby bottles for the skyrocketing diagnoses of depression and anxiety that now are typical among the young, and no longer quite so young, segments of our society is beginning to sound sillier by the day. Cruelty and coarseness now seem baked into virtually every aspect of our daily culture and conversations, and this didn't happen just because we drank too many cans of Dr. Pepper when we were in middle school. We often look for easy explanations to complex problems, but perhaps the answer for much that ails our souls and psyches is more obvious than we imagine. We need to address the voids within ourselves in order to begin the hard work of healing our families, communities, and our nation. Although we might desperately wish for some outside semi-parental force to swoop in and rescue us, this is something that we simply must do for ourselves if we want to avoid creating, enabling, or stupidly celebrating more pain in ourselves and others. So hail. Hail. Rock and roll please.